it's been a few years since I've done a Hacker Public Radio podcast, so I thought I'd do another one here. This is Heisenbug, and um, I'm going to do mine on NaNoWriMo, which is National Novel Writing Month, which is in November, starts on November 1st, and it's uh, where you do a 50,000-word project, some sort of uh, novel, and try to get that done in the month of November. It's kind of an interesting little project, and it's kind of fun in order to get that done, and there's some tools and some interesting things that I do with that. Uh, One of the things that I like to do is go to the National Novel Writing Month, the nanowriteo.org website, and they've got a dashboard there. There's some pretty cool tools that you can play around with there to uh, learn about your novel, to uh, keep track of how many words you do, uh, make sure you're on path, uh, the statistics of how many words you still need to get on average per day, the total written words that you have, words remaining, you know, what current day it is, days remaining, and at what date, you know, you'll finish on at what rate. My last uh, novel was um, in 2011. I skipped 2012, and I'm going to do 2013. And in 2011, I did a um, I did a techno thriller on a, on a hacker and, uh, and that sort of thing. And everything was since I'm a software engineer, everything was uh, true to life and true story of how this guy kind of spiraled into a downward slope. That one ended up being around 65,000 words and uh, well over the 50,000 word mark. And I'm hoping for my new one to be to be up there too, which I'm planning on doing another techno thriller. Uh, this one with a, a team of geeky software engineers. Um, and it should be pretty cool. So the, the really cool things on the website that I really like are the stats. Um, you can keep track of there. There are buddies that kind of keep you in on it. Also posting on Facebook, uh, telling other people that you do, you, that you're planning to doing this and you're, you're planning on getting these words done, that sort of thing kind of gives you motivation because you don't want to let those people down. Or you're, you've already told them there's an ego at stake and those sorts of things. Um, I, I'm doing this with my daughter and I did it with my daughter. We did this back in 2011 and uh, she finished her novel also, and so we both successfully got over 50,000 words in November. And it's not an easy thing to do for a month of November. When, um, when we do it, I try to focus specifically on the task at hand. And to get the words out, um, I usually don't do a lot of spell checking. I don't go back and recheck words and that sort of thing. I usually clean up the novel in December. And in order to get a large novel out in a short amount of time, in order to get it just busted out and then kind of work it on the cleanup after a rough draft, I kind of tend to focus on just the basics. And in order to focus on the basics, I have a real hard time using a normal word processor. So when I write, uh, I don't like using Microsoft Word, and I don't like using um, OpenOffice or any of these type of uh, word processors. That um, there's a lot of a lot of things to distract you, and I don't I don't like that. I use a bit of code called Focus Writer, and I like Focus Writer because it's uh, well it's 
It's under the GPL version 3, which is uh, means it's open source. You can download the source code. It's uh, in C++. And if you don't like any particular thing they do, you can modify it and then uh, compile it yourself. And then you have your own version of Focus Writer, uh, which is really nice because um, there's some features that I, I kind of wanted in there and I put them in there. I guess if I was a more responsible developer, I'd actually give those back to Focus Writer um, and and give that information back to the public so they could also enjoy the, the code changes that I've made. It has some really cool features in there, but one of my favorite features is the fact that it's just blank. It fills up the whole screen, it's gray, and you type on it. <laughs> you can change the background, you change the colors, you can change themes and that sort of thing, but I like the minimalist approach. Um, and I like it to be very, very faded and in the background. It also has the ability to um, de-emphasize all of the lines but the one you're on or the last three lines or that sort of thing. So once you're done with a line, you can you can set it so it will gray out those lines. It'll, it'll make lighter colored text on those lines. And um, your brain doesn't focus as much on those. You focus on going forward and you can bust out those words a, a lot easier. You still have the visibility to them because they're light gray, but it's kind of like one of those check click boxes, you know, where it's light gray. You're brain doesn't think you can click on it, doesn't think you can use it anymore. So you just, you don't really go back to it as much. There's timers and alarms too on it. So if you say, well, I want to write for two hours and I don't want anybody to disturb me. I'm just going to go for two hours. And I, I, I really recommend setting the alarm because when you get into this, there's nothing to distract you. It's a complete page that fills up your screen and you just type words on it. So minimalist and amazing. And, um, and so, basically, you can get lost in it. You can be doing it for hours and hours and hours. So I recommend putting some sort of timer or alarm on there so that you'll stop, you'll actually eat, and you'll drink and sustain yourself. Uh, but those timers are really nice. And then you don't have to worry about what time it is. You're not constantly looking at the clock. You know the alarm will go off at a certain time. And so you can just focus on writing, which is kind of the emptying your brain part of it. And if you can empty all these minor considerations and the whole world's away and you're absorbed in your writing, you can absorb yourself in there and you don't have that those mental blocks. So it's really nice that it's uh, it's not only works on Windows and Mac OS, but they also can download Linux um, and they even have separate versions for Ubuntu or Fedora, CentOS, Debian, you know, those sorts of things. So you can build your own package, or they also have a Deb uh, build that you can just well, pretty much install from double-clicking. Um, if you go to gotcode.org slash focuswriter, and it's G-O-T-T code.org slash focuswriter, you can see the the project itself and, and what they've done with it, and you can download whatever versions. The the default there's a tip with download drop down box, and it defaults to five dollars, but you can actually click on it and go up to zero dollars USD, and then click the download button. And it'll just download, and it won't you won't have to pay them any money for it. Uh, if you like it, you can obviously go back and download it again, and then pay them money. But I suggest you just try it out, like any any project and um, any open source project. Try it, try before you buy. See if you like it. 
Um, it's there's no limits on it. It's just you get the whole program if you click zero dollars. There's no required to to tip. There's no required to pay. So it's under the GPL version three. It has spell checking, but you can turn that off so you don't have the red lines underneath. You can go back and do that. There's live statistics if you want, but you can turn those off. It can auto save if you want. You can also give it typewriter sound effects if you want. I find those quite annoying. Uh, but you can, if you like the the image of a typewriter, um, you can you can give it those those effects. Um, you can set daily goals in order to get your writing up to, to whatever you want, how many words per day, and that sort of thing. And there's fully customizable themes, multiple document support. It does support um, text, basic RTF, and the ODT file support. Um, the timers and alarms, like I said before, and, and a bunch of other features and really cool things that you can do with it. So I would say um, if if you if you try it out, I, I would try out Focus Writer. Now, my first novel I did not write in Focus Writer, but I've been playing with this so long um, over the last year that I really like Focus Writer. My first novel I wrote in um, uh, GVIM, and I wrote, yeah, I wrote 65,000, somewhere 62,000 or something like that. I can go back and see the exact number here. Uh, that's the cool thing about the Nano Write Well novel page, uh, is you can go back and see the stats of your actual, it was 65,029 words written. And I wrote that on, in Vim, so in GVim. Uh, and so, yeah, with wrap set, you know, and, and basic my, my GVim settings, I, I really like the minimalist approach. I didn't li- I don't like open office writer and those sorts of things. So GVim was very minimal and I could set it up exactly how I wanted it so that I could come back and then do all the editing later. A lot of people also will, after you're done with Focus Writer, then, uh, or whatever program you write it in, then import it into a Google Doc. Um, some people also like directly writing it on the web via Google Docs. And the, the good thing about that is that it gives a nice word count. You can sort of see where you are. And um, But it also, Google Docs is available at any location, right? So if you if you work on it at home and then... Or if you work on on your desktop PC and then you get, grab your laptop or you grab your tablet and you want to look into it or research it or an idea comes to your mind and you want to throw something in there, that's a good place to do those sorts of things. I suggest you know, since it's starting November first, I suggest you know you can't really start on the the novel. That's not the point of it, right? The point is to start on November first. But you can create an outline, and you uh, you have until November first to come up with ideas and an outline. Uh, to come up with character plans and that sort of thing. And, to really, um, and I really suggest uh, researching technology. So uh, if you don't know your subject or, or if there's a particular part of the subject that you really, really want to research to get right, I'm kind of a perfectionist myself about technology because I'm an engineer, software engineer. So I kind of want to make sure whatever I write is exactly true to whatever technology it is. Um, and in order to get those things done, I like to research a little bit and make sure that it's perfect so I get, uh, I'm not ha- making any assumptions based off of prior knowledge or I'm not making any assumptions based off of uh, antiquated knowledge. So I, I like to do those sorts of things. Anyway, um, I don't want to go babble on too long about this, but I want to uh, say my, my handle on there is Little Code Monkey. 
and feel free to add me as your friend, and I will push you to uh, finish your novel, and please push me to finish my novel, and we'll get them done in November. We'll get them written, at least, a rough draft, and uh, it should be exciting stuff. So thank you, Hacker Public Radio. You have been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by a HBR listener like yourself. If you ever considered recording a podcast, then visit our website to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club. HBR is funded by the Binary Revolution at binrev.com. All BinRef projects are proudly sponsored by Lunar Pages. From shared hosting to custom private clouds, go to lunarpages.com for all your hosting needs. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Share Alike 3.0 license.